You're listening to Therapy for Your Money, a podcast about all things money and finance for therapy practice owners. If you want to feel confident and in control of your financial life, then you've come to the right spot. I'm your host, Julie Harris. I'm an accountant and the owner of Green Oak Accounting. My firm specializes in working with private practices across the US, and my team and I have worked with hundreds of private practice owners. I'm on a mission to share all the best practices I've learned along the way, because I want you to have a profitable private practice. Hey everyone, welcome to Therapy for Your Money. Today is one of our tax deduction episodes where I'm talking about a tax deduction that tends to get a lot of questions or be a little bit confusing. So today we're talking about startup expenses and organizational expenses. And that's a that's a mouthful right there. All right, so this applies to the expenses that happen before you start your business, right? So as you're setting up the business, all of those little expenses that come up, um, we often get questions around like, what do I what do I do with those? How do I pay for those? So typically those are going to be paid for uh, with personal funds or with an initial investment that's put in the business. But these may even happen before you have a bank account available for the business. So there's two two different categories of costs. One are organizational costs. Those are the costs that come up for organizing either a corporation, partnership, or a limited liability company, which is an LLC. And that includes the costs that you're going to incur for setting that entity up with the state, creating the legal documents that are related to it, and any kind of uh, legal attorney fees or accounting fees that um, are related to setting it up. So in some states, it's going to be a pretty straightforward process if you want to set up an LLC, You'll go to your secretary Secretary of State website for your state, and it's a really easy process that costs fifty, a hundred, sometimes two hundred dollars, right? Like for example, I am based in Virginia, and so uh, I would go to the Virginia Virginia Secretary of State website and create an LLC. I don't need an, an attorney. It's a really simple process. There are some states where it's a little bit more complicated, in which case you may want to hire a lawyer. And if that's the case, the attorney fees that you pay, those are tax deductible. There are some accountants that help do this as well. My team and I do not do legal entity setups, but some accountants do provide that service. So all the fees, as far as uh, the fees that you're paying to the state and all the fees around it, those are considered organizational costs and you can deduct those up to $5,000 in the year that the business starts operating. And if you are going into a partnership with someone, if there's going to be more than one uh, owner for the company, I would a thousand percent recommend that you work with an attorney to get that partnership agreement set up so that all the partners are going in with open eyes and very clear on what the expectations are for each member and how the ownership structure will work and how each will be compensated. So an attorney can really help you work around those blind spots and kind of talk you through what you have been talking about unofficially and put that pen to paper and get that in writing. By experience, I can tell you a partnership is by far the most difficult entity to work within just because there's more than one person that is able to make decisions, right? There are two or more owners. And so the more people you add, the more complicated that gets. It's not just one single owner getting to make all the final decisions. There's there's more than one life at stake. All right, so organizational costs up to $5,000, you can deduct that when the business becomes operational. What do I mean by that? There's a lot of expenses that you're going to incur 
all the way up until the first day that you are open for business. So let's say you are starting at the beginning of a year. Um, I'm recording this in 2022. So let's say you, you incurred some expenses in 2021 to set up a business early in 2022. So you are going to start fresh the year. You're going to start maybe on January 4th. Um, all of those expenses that you incurred prior to the day that you're open for business, open for seeing clients, those are not going to be deductible in 2021. You're going to deduct them in 2022 when the business is operational. So they're still deductible. They're just going to shift from one year to another. So what we consider to be operational is the first day that you are able to see clients in your practice. So you have, for example, an EHR set up, you're able to uh, bill clients, you're able to do a medical billing if you're taking insurance, right? Like you are completely set up and you are able to see a client and charge them for that service. Um, So this day happens whether or not you actually see a client on that first day, right? You might not have someone actually schedule with you, but the first day that you are available to see a client. I like to sometimes use the example of a restaurant here. Uh, Because if you were opening a restaurant, uh, you would have a space, you would be training employees, you would be doing a lot of different things prior to that first day of opening, right? The chef would be uh, putting together the menu, you would be ordering supplies. But if someone went from the street to to the front door of that restaurant, that door would be locked, right? Even if they wanted to go in to have a meal, they could not because the restaurant is not open for business. Uh, So if we translate that that to therapy... Everything that happens prior to the day where that door is unlocked and you're able to see a client, those are part of your startup expenses. So once the doors are unlocked and if someone wanted to come in um, and and see you for a session, they could. That is the, the day that you start operation. All right. So next up, we have a second category. So first we went over organizational costs. Now we have startup expenses. So these are, again, typically going to be uh, expenses that may be ongoing in the future, but these happen before you open your doors for business. So in this category, we, we might have um, website design, getting a, a basic website up and running just so you have some kind of web presence. Your pre-opening advertising goes in this category. So if you're paying for an online profile, a psychology today, or any other kind of directory, uh, that would go in this category. If you're ordering business cards, paying for Google ads, um, all of those expenses would go in this category. If you are hiring a professional consultant uh, or other kind of professional fees, those would be included, including, again, accounting, legal, any kind of professional assistance that you need to get up and running. Um, If you were going to lease an office, the costs of finding the office, getting uh, to the lease point, including your attorney fees, if you have them review your lease, all that is going to be uh, deductible as as a startup expense. Your business license, if you're Uh, city, state, or county requires one. Uh, That goes in this category as well. Any kind of software expenses that you might have, um, like let's say you're setting up your EHR, you would have to uh, pay for that first month and just get everything set up. That would go in this category as well. If you have a physical space, you would consider your, your small equipment, so your lamps, your chairs, right? The little small things, the office supplies, that would go in this category as well. Um, And then if you are uh, creating a an online phone or just getting a phone line installed, e-fax, all of those types of utilities, anything up until the day that the business is operational, that's going to go in your startup expenses. So of that category, of the startup expenses category, you can deduct up to $5,000 in the year that the business becomes operational. And I've got to tell you, for mental health specifically, I've rarely seen 
startup startup expenses of more than $5,000. So if you can, I would definitely recommend uh, starting with a, a minimum viable product so that you can get up and running and start making some money in the business. And one of those, the areas where that comes up is often a website. So I would recommend get something up and running that's not too expensive. And then you can always go back and invest a lot more in your website, uh, even shortly after, right? But just getting something up there that's not going to cost you too much. That is a great way to go forward and keep that startup expense under $5,000. If you have startup expenses of between $5,000 and $50,000, then you're going to amortize those over 15 years. And what that means in, a, in non-accounting terms is that you're going to pay all that upfront, but you're going to take the deduction over 15 years. So it's going to be deductible for you eventually, but just not today. And then if your startup expenses are over $50,000, then you're also going to amortize over 15 years, but your allowable deduction will be reduced by the overage over 50,000. So they're can be a point where you don't actually get to deduct anything at all. So my recommendation there would be keep your startup expenses low, preferably under that $5,000 and just get your doors open and get the business up and running. And then you can deduct a lot of these expenses for upgrading your website, for example, um, and investing in other different softwares. You can deduct all of those as operational expenses once your business is up and running. All right, that's all for today, folks. If you're looking for accounting help, head over to therapyforyourmoney.com slash accounting to find information about my accounting firm and all of our specialized services just for private practice owners. If you enjoyed today's episode, we'd love for you to give us a five-star rating on iTunes. Just head over to iTunes, click on ratings and reviews, and give us a quick shout out. We really appreciate it. The information contained in this podcast represents the host and guest's general opinions and should not be construed as personalized accounting and tax advice. Listeners should consider all facts and circumstances before applying this information and seek appropriate advice from an accountant, financial planner, lawyer, or other professional. Any info provided does not constitute accounting, tax, or legal advice.